Hello, and welcome back to A Gaming Review. It's great to have you listening today. This episode is going to be less of a game review and more of a game summary of one of my favorite storyline games. I definitely am a sucker for games with a captivating storyline, and this game definitely fits that description. This is Bendy and the Ink Machine Storyline Overview. This story starts in the 1930s as you play the main character, Henry. He's returning to Joey Drew Studios after 30 years, where he used to work as an animation artist. We are made to assume that Joey Drew, Henry's old boss, called him back to the studio because he, quote, wanted to show him something. Henry returns to the old studio. Chapter 1. It appears to be abandoned, and he decides that Joey Drew wasn't calling him there for nothing, and that he was meant to figure out what it was that Joey wanted him to see. Henry finds these old batteries and puts them in an obvious empty battery socket, unsure what it goes to. As soon as the power is restored from the batteries, a gigantic machine rises from a pool of black ink, what we soon know as the ink machine. The batteries powered the chain to raise and lower the machine, but did not power the machine itself. From the game title, we can assume that this machine is a pretty big deal. This is where the first puzzle aspect of the game starts. Curious as he is, Henry tries to power on the ink machine, and eventually does by placing six ritual objects on corresponding pedestals in the ink power room. After hours of trying to figure this out without any way of getting an exact answer, Henry powers the machine with the ritual objects and the machine basically comes alive. Henry sits as this machine moves and grows limbs from its base until suddenly the company's mascot, the ink demon known as Bendy, gives a courtesy jump scare to kickstart the game. Henry immediately turns to run away with the ink demon close on his tail. Of course, like any good thriller game, something has to go wrong just before Henry reaches the door. With the door handle almost in arm's reach, the floorboards snap below his feet and he plummets down a near-lethal hit on a lower floor of the factory. Waking up a little dizzy, Henry finds an axe, which... In an unfamiliar and dark environment, he finds security in, but it also makes him uneasy. The axe for sure comes in handy later. Thinking he is alone down on this lower floor, Henry's trying to solve these riddles to get back to the upper floor when he spots an ink-covered figure resembling a man similar to himself. He calls out to it, but the figure disappears. Upon further searching, Henry reaches a room. A spooky-looking room. Once locked, now the door swung open to reveal two coffins and a pentagram with candles on the floor. Didn't think that was going to go there, huh? Before Henry has time to investigate, his vision goes black with the sound of a metal thud. Once again waking up dizzy, Henry is face-to-face with this figure that he spotted before. He now recognizes him as Sammy Lawrence, the old music director from his days at the studio in the 30s. Now it seems Sammy, driven to insanity, worshipping Bendy the Ink Demon, 
has tied Henry to a post as an offering to his prophet. Sammy leaves the room knowing that the ink demon would not only take Henry's life had he stayed. He continues to talk to Henry over an intercom as Henry faces a slowly opening garage door, revealing a dark hallway which one can assume is where the ink demon will emerge. Or so we and Sammy Lawrence had thought. Over the intercom, you hear Sammy surprisedly address his, quote, master, before yelling for help and leaving it up to Henry's imagination as to what became of Sammy Lawrence. After the attack, the music doesn't stop. It actually intensifies. Henry manages to escape the rope that has been restraining him as he now runs from the ink demon once again. This time, no floorboards are broken, but it seems that Henry has made a wrong turn. He goes through a garage door and finds himself at a dead end. And just before you think it's over, the garage door slams shut. Relief and surprising serenity fills the scene. Henry now examines his new location in hopes of a way out that doesn't include being killed by an ink demon. Exploring this new small corridor, he approaches a corner when something rolls out from around the corner. He freezes and says out loud, I know you're here. Come out and show yourself. Anticipating a jump scare or even sudden death, Henry is excited to see Boris, said to be a 1930s version of Goofy from the Mickey Mouse franchise. He walks out from the hallway and makes it clear that he's Henry's ally. Now I'll spare you the hours of exploring this seemingly never-ending animation factory, and I'll skip to the part when Henry meets another addition, Alice Angel. Half angel, half demon, she has displayed hundreds of Borises on boards after ripping out their hearts in attempt to bring her looks more closely to those of an angel than her demon half. Sensible solution, right? Now, Henry displaying himself as a worthy, beauty-solving candidate, she negotiates to spare him, only if he runs a few errands for her, collecting what, once again, feels like a never-ending list of random bits and pieces that she needs for who knows what. On the last errand, Henry's about to be set free from Alice's grasp and is hopefully close to getting out of the studio. Right? Of course not. The final errand. The elevator. Going back to Alice? She starts to talk to you and Boris over the intercom, when the elevator suddenly drops from its tracks, and Alice starts to lean towards her demon half, where she reveals that she wanted to just use Henry the entire time, and that if he was going to live any longer, he would just get in the way of her plans, those of which we are still unaware of what they are. Waking up for the third time, now at the bottom of an elevator, Boris is gone, and Henry must fend on his own again. Getting out of the studio is now Henry's second mission. The first, save Boris from Alice. Through the intercom, Alice continues to communicate with Henry and leads him to an amusement park where Henry gets on a roller coaster. The coaster stops, of course, in the middle of the ride, and Henry gets out trying to figure out where to go. 
Henry doesn't leave the area in time to miss the new bulky metal Boris, reinforced using the tools, bits, and pieces that Alice had Henry collect before. Alice's plan. Make the perfect Boris. A perfect heart to make a perfect face. Well, at least in Alice's reasoning. So here Henry sits, bulky Boris in front of him, once his own friend, now set with the job of killing Henry so Alice doesn't have to herself. Henry's only friend in the factory, he must now destroy. Now, of course, games like this rarely end in the main character's failure. Bulky Boris finally falls. Immediately after Bulky Boris's downfall, over the intercom comes a sudden shriek, followed by an unexpected opening of the bar doors, with Alice flailing out towards Henry. Getting ready to protect himself, Henry finds himself relieved of that obligation, as a katana peeks out of Alice's chest from her back. Alice stares at Henry, blocking his view of the blade wielder, until she falls. Standing in front of him now is a completely different version of Alice, not half-demon, nor half-angel. And next to her, Henry believes to see Boris, but then remembers that he had just watched Boris fall. We later learn that this Boris replica is called Tom by the true Alice Angel, who saved Henry from the demon-corrupted Alice. Now with two new allies, Henry now discovers that his true goal is not to escape, but to shut down the ink machine taking down Ink Demon Bendy. The plumbing room. The one place where all the ink in the factory that feeds and builds Henry's enemies can be drained. In search of this plumbing room, Henry, of course, stumbles upon a different room, the throne room. Throne rooms only scream doom. And, of course, following this instinct, Henry comes face to face with Ink Demon Bendy. Surprisingly, all seems not too terrifying, until Ink Demon Bendy releases a blasting scream and jumps to hide behind the throne. Limb by limb, he emerges as he morphs from Ink Demon Bendy to the triple the size Beast Bendy. The beast relentlessly chases Henry right off the bat. And this is where Henry needs to use his brain the most. Flipping a bunch of levers, as many buttons as he can find, running for his life and trying anything to save himself. One lever opens a door, revealing a film reel? What is a film reel gonna do? He looks closer at the title, and it's titled The End. Now, as the player, we get to listen to Henry's thoughts, and he thinks to himself, Bendy has seen every single animation that he's been in, but he has never seen the end. A new light bulb in Henry's head, he snatches the reel and runs back to the throne room. With Beast Bendy at his tail, he barely makes it to the projector when the reel starts to play. The film rattles as it shows the end of Bendy, how he resolves to nothing. The beast in front of Henry now begins to shriek and shrivel until he's nothing but a puddle of ink. Henry's mission? 
complete. His sight goes black. Now upon waking for a fourth time, he is no longer in the factory. He finds himself in a modern-day apartment, unfamiliar as to whose. Henry makes his way out to the kitchen after searching the several rooms that are pointless but supposedly important. In the kitchen, a man sits facing away from him. As soon as the voice booms, he recognizes it as the unmistakably familiar voice of Joey Drew himself. Henry, I'd love for you to come into the studio. I have something I'd love to show you, he says. Henry stares at the back of Joey's head, turns to the door, and twists the handle. The door. The unforgettable door. The same door that Henry ran to as he was being chased for the first time by Bendy the Ink Demon. The entrance to Joey Drew's studio animation ink factory. Chapter 1. Now that is the unmistakable ending of Bendy and the Ink Machine. Fantastic game. I personally played it on the Nintendo Switch. I am sure it is available on several platforms. I think its most popular platform is PC. Uh, It is fantastic. I highly, highly recommend it. Even though I basically just went over the entire storyline for you, I'm sure there are important and intriguing pieces that... I either missed or are just much more fun to see for yourself. So if you're interested, please check out Bendy and the Ink Machine. Thank you for listening in on this episode of A Game Moon Review. I will catch you next time.